And here we go, live. Man, just catches you. Guys, yeah, it's Thursday already. It's Thursday, 3 o'clock, live, happening. Ryan's not here, so in his spirit, what's up, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, today, uh, you know, I've got Adam here with me, for one. If you guys don't know Adam, you saw him in our, our tour, the live tour that I did around the front office. He's the face behind the Ask BRS TV group on Facebook, which is where all today's ideas for... Yes. Uh, non-reefing reefing gear comes from. Yep. Like it reminds me of that t-shirt that uh, uh, the non-aquarium aquarium club or the <laughs> anti-aquarium aquarium club. It says the non-reefing reefing gear club and a list of, I've, we've got so many here, we've probably got about like 40 different things that are outside of this industry, outside of the hobby that we use for the hobby. Uh, we're going to start with the most popular stuff, not on my top 10 list, not on your top 10 list. So this morning I posted uh, into the Ask BRS TV Facebook group, and I was just like, what do you guys use that's not made for reefing for your tanks? I'm, I've got a chunk that's obvious. I got a chunk that are honorable mentions. Yep. And then Adam and I went through and picked out our own like gems. Uh, I love these ones because this is where the community is like, all of these light bulbs start going off. Yep. You're like, I, I wouldn't even think about using that. Yeah, and we'll see how much we overlap too. Oh yeah, yeah, because we picked, you know, in true Ryan Randy fashion now and Adam and Randy fashion, just make up the list and see who comes up with the same <laughs> stuff. Yep. So uh, looks like comments are running. Awesome. Uh, that was a, a hey in the comments, guys. If uh, we're hitting some of these top reef non reefing uh, reefing gear and you guys uh, want to throw something in there, throw it in the comments. Yep. And uh, Phil, running the machine back there, he will pull them in and we'll talk about them at the end. But let's get started. So, like I said, we went through and picked our top 20 favorite, I call them life-changing, uh, non-reefing reefing tools. Because a lot of these, I will, I will implement at least three or four of these things in my own, uh, you know, in my, my own hobby around the office and whatnot. I uh, will preach them from the mountaintops because they're so awesome. Uh, but let's get with the, the most popular ones first. So yep. there was probably 200 some comments in there. Yeah, it was busy. Yeah, it was <laughs> super busy. People just dropping all kinds of uh, non-reef and reefing gear tools uh, knowledge on us. Starting with the most popular tools, they don't count towards our top 20. But I think the number one answer, and Derek Pellerin said it the best, he goes, it's all about that base, about that base, <laughs> turkey baster. <Yeah. laughs> turkey baster, by far, uh, the number one choice that we've used in our hobby. Uh, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how many turkey basters I think, I've got. I think through. everybody has at least one or two. It's like the first thing you learn when you're doing maintenance and stuff is the communal advice around the globe is get yourself a turkey baster <laughs> and use it to blow off rocks. Well, it means plastic, it's rubber, it's not going to harm the tank with, you know, you know, it's not metal. And Everybody like knows that. how to use it. I know how to use a turkey yeah. baster. Uh, I think one of the coolest ones, uh, Phil, bring up number one, uh, Donald. Oh, wait, is that, let me make sure. Uh, no, not yet. Wrong one. Uh, well, I found this comment, and he didn't put a picture, but I've got some uh, overlays, some pictures that uh, seem to be, or looks like they're going to be pretty small. But Donald talks about using a turkey baster. I pulled out one of his comments. Uh, he says, using a turkey baster tip with his pylon, uh, Python water system to get pinpoint control on water removal and gunk removal. 
and increase the sucking pressure. Really helps for cyano and GHA. Yeah, so that's, I, that's genius. I've never thought about I that know. before. I think if you take um, if you take like the the Python green little solid tube siphon tube off, and you just shove the turkey baster thing, uh, you know, the hose over the inside the turkey baster, yep. pinpoint accuracy. I'd love to see them make an actual like an add-on product they could just screw on. Oh man, that would be really cool. That's a really Donald. Kudos to you, man. That is a cool tip. <laughs> the turkey baster. Uh, another most popular tool, everybody raise your hand because all of us have them. Five gallon bucket. I've got one. I've I, too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you get them with all your, you usually reuse salt buckets and things like that. You know, and that was the easiest way to get a bucket. But yep. uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, any of the hardware stores, I mean, you can go in on a, uh, they have sales days where they're like, fill the five gallon, anything you can put in the five gallon bucket, you get 20% off. Yep. Then you get a five gallon bucket with it too. <sighs> so many of them things. Uh, and then we have BRS Mr. Chili five gallon buckets. Yep, that's wow. what I do my water changes in here. Are they five gallons? Uh, so yeah, they, they mark up to three and then uh, okay. I think they're five when you're totally full. When you're totally full. Yep. Uh, another one, toothbrushes. Yep. Any type of tooth. I saw gun cleaning toothbrushes. So you got the small head, the big head. Yeah. The standard toothbrushes, baby toothbrushes. Uh, what is, some baby toothbrushes have like uh, rubberized heads on them. Yep. So like for the gums and whatnot. Talk about like cleaning your silicone or cleaning something that you're worried about scratching up. Yeah. Every Man. time I get a toothbrush at the dentist, I should probably use it for me, but it goes <laughs> into the fish tank supplies. They're free. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, another huge one, um, egg crates, light diffusers, yep. white or black, it doesn't matter, but you can go to the hardware store and pick this stuff up. This has been a staple in the hobby for years and years, uh, and coupled with uh, zip ties, because yep. uh, Chris H. said zip ties in, in egg crate is like aquarium Legos. Pretty much. I think I've built, I, what have I built? Uh, skimmer stands, um, for sure. platforms for like some kind of dosing head somewhere, uh, frag racks, frag of course, racks, frag definitely. racks. Yeah, and you know I found like, uh, I've been making frag racks out of, I just make a frag rack like a box out of egg crate, and then somebody turned me on to, hey, just cut yourself, you know, an uh, inch and a half piece of PVC that's about like two inches tall. Drill through it. Yeah, drill through it. it and zip tie it on there. Yep. Now I got a stand, oh man. Zip ties, egg crates. That was the godsend to the aquarium, to the reefing hobby. Uh, strainers. Ah, oh, strain. This is number one, Phil. Strainers. So strainers was another big one that we hit all over the place. It's really, really tiny, but you guys might be able to make it out. Phil, actual Phil's gonna fix it before he throws it up here. These things from that Eric Coleman brought up. Mm. Uh, here it is. So the Cambro colander pan with matching pan for uh, dipping and fragging corals. This is like a big uh, 12 inch by, uh, well maybe like 12 by eight by four inches high, but it has a straining bottom on it. That's Dude, a good, good idea. I think um, people probably also use that, you can use that in the tank for, you know, Anemones, rock flowers, mushrooms, yeah, things that, kind of that you don't want flying around all over the place. But that was a serious, um, that's a serious strainer. I like it. So, a uh, few more here on the most popular tools. Then we're going to get into the honorable mentions, and then we're going. Adam and I are going back and forth on our top ten each. Uh, honorable mention to towels. That was easy. 
Easy. Uh, honorable mention, or not honorable mention, uh, standard, brute trash cans. Classic. I think, I think we've all had at least one brute. <laughs> I, I like the combo of, I had the 40, like the 44 gallon uh, for mixing stations, mm -hmm. and then I had like the 20 some gallon on wheels. And so I could go do 20 gallons, yep. or I had like 20 gallons to roll around in the frag in the basement and whatnot. Works really good. Uh, last one, most popular, obviously, super glue. Of any, of any gel kind. Yep. Cyanoacrylate, winner. Um, all right, honorable mentions. Adam doesn't have this list, so I'm just kind of rattling them off here. Honorable mentions for reefing gear. Uh, I almost put this one as one of my top 10. It is an ingenious invention. We all have five gallon buckets. We all raised our hand for five gallon buckets, but the bucket lid shop vec. Yeah, like, the one you can get at Home Depot yeah, for like 20 bucks. Just, it just bolts onto your five gallon bucket and I don't have to go buy a completely separate shop vac. Stores a hell of a lot easier. Plus, if you're using it on salt water, you don't really want to be using your like really nice no. shop vac. <laughs> no, no, I, and I, well, and that's a good part of, that's actually a good point because a five gallon shop vac can get pretty spendy unless oh, you yeah. get them on like Craigslist or used or something. I have a little one gallon one that I'd use for like clean detailing my truck and whatnot. But uh, one gallon isn't, it won't hold anything. Yeah. When you're trying to clean out the bottom of your sump and get that last little bit and suck up salt creep and all that other crap, having a five gallon reservoir with this little bucket head and probably four and a half by the time it actually fills sure. up, solid and cheaper. Uh, honorable mention goes to a 3D printer. These things are a dime a dozen. Like you can get a decent 3D printer for like a couple hundred bucks and some material and go on Thingverse and find all kinds of reefing type related gear. And even if you don't have a 3D printer, 3D printing has made products uh, like Need Aquatics. Like mm. some of that stuff wasn't accessible. It's oh. not really cost effective yeah. to, to injection mold. So yeah. you've got like anemone guards and tube clips and like the, the Trident needle yeah, guides. Yeah, the new Trident needle guides that are yeah. colored. Yeah, he does. Uh, I know his operate. I've seen uh, Neat Aquatics operation. It's like thirty machines. There's so many. <laughs> thirty machines in the house. They're not your run of the mill like two hundred dollar ones. No, no. No, these things are quality. And those, those prints are much nicer than you're gonna get. From oh, from me at home. Machine. If I go, if I'm making keychains at home versus what Neat Aquatics is doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's far. That's a far fetch. Far cry from uh, the quality. Uh, honorable mention goes to Wi-Fi cameras. This one uh, I used when I was uh, when I was in Africa. I was deployed to Africa, and the first thing I wanted was like, man, I want to check in on my on my tank. Yeah, for sure. And back when uh, this was back, I didn't have Apex. I didn't have Apex at the time. I was ordering Apex while I was there, but even back then, Apex was uh, it was all IP, you know, dynamic uh, versus static IP addresses. Yeah, the Apex was a lot more difficult to use to, back then. to get a camera into it. Yeah. yeah. So, but then the internet came out with uh, these, you know, hook up to your Wi-Fi cameras, adjustable, left, right, up, down, zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. The, the quality on those things have skyrocketed for, in the past, like. Five, yeah, ten years. And the, the what are they? The wise cams. Yeah, are wise like, they're cams. Like Twenty bucks. Yeah, super cheap. But anywhere you are, you can check in on your tank at any moment. Uh, I think coupled really closely to that, uh, for an honorable mention, are smart plugs. This is somebody mentioned in the uh, comments. The poor man's controller. 
Yep. You can you can get like a dual set. Hey, on like Amazon Prime Day or on uh, you know Black Friday, you can go pick up some of these Wi-Fi controllable outlets, and uh, now you have control on your phone for your outlets at like fifteen bucks a, for a pair. So I've got something similar on my list, but it's a twist on that. So we'll get to that later. Oh, but. okay. All right. Uh, I like I like those one. I discovered them. I think. I knew I've always known they've been out there, but I've never really used them. But then I got one of those home. The I had the Google Nest type thing. Okay. And then I was like, well, I'll get some smart outlets. Oh, and I can just connect my. Hey, now my Christmas time come around. It was Merry Christmas and lights, lights, lights. Everything automated, turned on. I was like, oh, this yeah. feeds my inner geek. <laughs> Wonder what I could do for uh, reefing. But uh, so yeah, smart uh, smart plugs. Honorable mention. Um, Honorable mention to magnetic stirs. That's this one that you got right here, Phil. Uh, there's a bunch of these out there. I think we actually had this model at one point in time. There's some smaller versions from... Um, Auto Aqua makes a, yeah. a smaller version. Yeah. I think it's like less than 30 bucks. Yeah. For like Red Sea vials, uh, Salford, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it'll fit in some of those small vials and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, also for mixing up... Um, I, I, I think the dream was for me, having an apex and automation and things, was to get one of these magnetic stirrers and acro power, shelf stable, right? Yep. But it says you need to stir it. And there's a lot of products out there that you need to stir before dosing. My dream was to set up a magnetic stirrer with the acro power in there, with the dosing line inside of it, write the, you know, write the programming to say 10 minutes before the dosing pump turns on, kick on the stirrer, then kick on the dosing pump. I think it's a heck of a lot easier now. But. Uh, I forget who makes it, but someone has a, a 3D printed base for the DDR. Oh yeah. Uh, with the magnetic stirs and everything. So you just drop the little pill in your DDR. Is that Harry Singer? I, I don't remember. Uh, uh, I've seen it on like the Facebook group. And, <laughs> yeah, it does sound like something he'd do. Magnetic stirs, honorable mention. For Last sure. honorable mention until we get to our top 20, magic erasers. I, yep. I think Zach in our office was the first one that turned me on to these. Like, Four year, four years ago or so, because he had this is back when you could get. We didn't have them on the website, nope. but you could get the Mister Clean version that didn't have any soaps or just fragrances. Like the original, just the OG type ones, the yep. original ones. And uh, I mean, it, it is magic when you're cleaning <laughs> yeah. the inside of your tank. The all that that film that's hard to get off. Even sometimes that your mag, uh, that your magnet scraper blade can't get off. You get in there with a magic eraser. Money, it's gone. Yeah, I, I was when I first started working at BRS. Mark in customer service was cleaning his tank, and he was he was cutting on a magic eraser with a razor blade. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "We used to use magic erasers all the time on our client maintenance tanks when I was doing oh. tank maintenance." Well, Jen so. brought Jen brought that up in. Um, she, I forget which top tips video she was working on. Oh, it was tips for the Continuum Aquablade scrapers. Yep. And one of her tips was turn the Continuum Aquablade sca scraper upside down, ba uh, rubber band a magic eraser to the end of it, and then now you have a 30-some inch, you know, magic eraser type scrubber for deep in the tank, back in the corners, what have you. Nice. Kudos, magic eraser. We actually sell those not labeled at magic eraser. Yeah, I think it's Hydra Aquatics makes something uh, like the sparkler, the uh, sparkly pads, I think they're called. Sparkly pads or something like that. Yeah, yep. we have them. Same thing, magic erasers, same material. Works like a champ. All right, Adam, Absolutely. here we go. Let's get into it. Top 20. I'm sure if you see anything, Phil, popping out as you refresh the comments that look awesome that we haven't, we're not talking about, 
uh, he'll pop those things over. But uh, top 20, I've got 10, Adam's got 10. We pulled them from the Ask BRS TV Facebook group. Uh, so thanks to all you guys. I'm gonna give a shout out to a whole along the way for those that kind of gave me the ideas. Uh, yours first, you go first. All right, uh, so my first one is suction cups. Not like the little tiny ones you use for your heaters, but like the ones that can hold 200 pounds when you're moving a fish tank. Oh, aren't those on Amazon too? Yeah, so we got, we have a set here. We, we have, have like set. six of them. Yeah. This tank behind us, we moved with suction cups. The one you can, you push to, yep. uh -huh. Yeah, so. Uh, I just took delivery of a Fiji cube tank. It's like 76 gallons. So it's like 250 pounds. Yeah. And my wife was just like, I'm not helping you move this into the, <laughs> the house. I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to use suction cups. It's going to be fine. <laughs> she's like, no, it's going to be really heavy. I was like, just, just trust me. Yeah. And we got done moving it with the suction cups. And she's like, that was super easy. <laughs> and like this, uh, you know, daunting task yeah. was just so much easier yeah. with these suction cups. They are not expensive either. Uh, and I think a lot of local fish stores, especially if they have a maintenance side, has suction cups that they might even rent out if you need to just mm -hmm. one time move them. Because we pay, we like you said, we picked up six of them. We picked up that uh, 900XXXL tank with like six suction cups. Or yeah, we've got six. Yeah, so three on uh, like four on the front and or two on the sides. I don't know how it was, but we picked that extremely heavy tank up with like six suction cups. Three or four people. Yeah. Which was just insane. like that. Lifted it all the way up there. Awesome. Uh, all right. So my f next one, you can bring that up right here, uh, Phil. Uh, David came out with the workshop roller. That's good uh, like I have these in my garage. I use them, you know, rolling around when I'm um, mechanicking on my <laughs> truck. But uh, man, what a good idea for not having to get under, or, you know, knees to clean out sump or bend or bending over and hurting your back when you're doing like mixing salt water doing something that just roll around do your uh, tasks in your sump area go pick up one of these cheap things these are awesome harbor freight harbor freight <laughs> like probably less than 20 bucks <laughs> thank you uh what you got all right uh so this is one of the more basic ones but it kind of changed the way i reef his kitchen scale uh, I use oh. mine for measuring out salt, but you can use yours for, you know, measuring out additives. Yeah. Uh, if you've got bulk BRS two part, um, you can do it that way too. But I don't even have to like, I do, but I wouldn't have to test my salinity anymore because it's like down to the gram every single time. That totally beats, uh, everybody kind of has that rule of thumb that uh, two and a half cups for a five gallon bucket. Yep. And I you always think have to still, add a little more. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's really close with Instant Ocean, but not all salts are the same. Yep. So uh, the best thing to do is uh, measure out. Um, I just did I did that measuring for um, investigates. Yeah, how much does salt cost or yeah, yeah, something yeah. to that effect? See, That's actually why I bought the scale is because it's like, wait, worth the, the info is right here for me. My salt is on the chart. <laughs> like it's super <laughs> easy. Make it out there. So. You know, take a, however much it takes to get five gallons into um, uh, 1.0.2 or 1.026 or 35 parts per thousand. Uh, the way I did it is I just, I measure a whole, I measure more than what I need, right? So you, you put your uh, measuring cup or what, container or whatever on the scale, you clear it out or tear it, 
and then you add, you know, say 100 grams or 200 grams or however many, a lot of, you add, you know, an even amount of salt, like 300, 400 grams. Then what I do is I'll take a, a little bit at a time and add it to my, my five gallon bucket. When my five gallon bucket reaches proper salinity, all I have to do is the math. Oh, I started with 500 grams. Sure. I have 275 left. This is uh, actually the, uh, the opposite of that is how much it takes to make five gallons. Yeah, so I took that and I just wrote, uh, like, took a Sharpie on my mixing station yeah. and wrote five gallons equals however many grams. <laughs> you know, 10 gallons equals however many grams. Yeah. So like no matter the level of my mixing station, Solid. it's just super easy. Now, the only thing is to make sure that you get exact five gallons every time or the exact water volume every time. True. Uh, by marking your bin or whatever, yep. yeah. Solid, I do, uh, great idea. Get a kitchen scale, they're cheap. Everything we're talking about today is like super cheap for the most part. For the part. most part, yeah. For the most part. Uh, my next one, Frederick Bowman, thank you for this one. A strap oil filter wrench. I Today would have been the perfect day to use a strap, uh, uh, strap oil filter wrench. Um, one, so Frederick says, you know, a strap filter wrench for tightening bulkheads. Uh, or PVC unions or loosening or doing these other things. Salt creep gets built up on there for so long and you're trying to take some things apart and you, you have to break it loose and you know channel locks could work but if you use channel locks on your unions or even if you squeeze too hard on your bulkheads you crack them you can have to, uh, to rerun the risk of cracking them but you use a strap uh, or like a rubber strap oil filter wrench and you can cinch it up as tight as you need. It doesn't like put teeth marks from your channel locks yep, into those things. And uh, you don't run the risk of like over squeezing. You get just enough pressure to loosen it. He, I think the, the best, best use for me on this one are those RODI, uh, oh, you can't see it in the frame here. RODI canisters that are notorious for like, I don't have no idea how I had the human man baby strength to get that thing <laughs> extremely tight, uh, but I can never get them off. Um, I mean, I'll tighten them by hand just fine, come back months later, even after I re reduced the pressure out of the RODI system, try to you know back that thing off, no, it's stuck. And then I always lose the wrench, you know, the wrench that comes with it. I, some It gets put somewhere, I don't know. Um, but we were even doing this today. We have the big, tall, 20-inch uh, sediment filter for the water change station over here. And uh, Josh and I could not get that canister <laughs> off. Uh, we had a, a rubber mallet and the wrench. We beat the wrench with the rubber mallet, broke the, broke the plastic uh, RODI <laughs> wrench. And then I was like, dude, I just wrote this down like two minutes ago. We need a, a strap oil filter for this thing, and I'm sure we would have got it. Well, I mean, the truth, the first time we were trying to get it, we were going the wrong way. Second time. Righty, tidy, right. lefty, loose. Yeah, righty. I know. It's, <laughs> it's weird. Don't worry about it. All right, what you got next? Uh, all right, so I've got clip-on fans, and, and uh, as a side note to that, computer oh, yeah. fans. Oh. Um, I've seen, we mentioned Harry Singer in his 3D printing earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He made this awesome, little hang-on um, 3D printed part where the fan's on the outside of the tank and the computer fan. So, you know, like little square, yeah. square guys. And he made the 3D printed part so that it gets blown over the water surface, but oh. it's super low profile. So you don't really see it too much. Oh, and cool. especially if you put it on the back of the tank yeah. and like just 
you wouldn't see it at all. Um, we've been using computer fans for, you know, I mean, there's a computer fans are a dime a dozen. And it's just getting them kind of hooked into a power supply of some sorts. I think he's using them on the Apex. A zero to like, 10 volt or something? Uh, I think he's like 24 volt. Oh, the 24 volt adapter piece? Yep. Easy to wire in. Yep. Um, and we have them on the 160 that we've car uh, we cut holes into the hood just to install the uh, I think those ones are ice cap those old ice cap ones that I don't think we I don't have think anymore. they make them anymore but yeah, yeah. But same thing four a four inch computer fan mm -hmm. solid all right man I've got some really good ones coming up I feel like these first ones are a little boring but wait till you hear oh man there's some in here that I will not go without next one for me though uh, it's up here on the screen John. Straw cleaner, you're my hero. So, so it's, it's different one. from like a bottle cleaner. It's you know it's got a skinnier metal for the handle, so I can actually and it's made for you know some of those like shakes or chocolate shake straws and stuff like that. So a little thicker straw, but I mean talk about your um, talk about your your reactor lines or you know really small plumbing or even like on all-in-one tanks that have soft tubing up to the uh, returns and that can get caked with stuff uh, or even p shoving that thing into you know the venturi of a skimmer or the air intake of a skimmer and you know all of yep. those will fit a straw size like that and again super cheap I found they work great for cleaning uh, pumps like uh, that have guards on them, getting through the guards oh, to yeah, kind of get between yeah. there. You can use a toothbrush, but those work really well. Yeah, well, a lot of times you use the toothbrush and you still would have to take the guard off and clean the underside of it too. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you can probably bend that thing to fit whatever you need it to fit. So put a little U in it and then get the inside. Yep, for sure. Solid, all right, what do you got? Uh, so I saw someone on the group mention dental picks, and now this isn't actually something that I've used before, but I'm oh. ordering some because, the whole uh, yeah, like, uh, fra fragging or, uh, dipping corals, like, there's some things that just aren't going to die from mm. a dip, like verminid snails. Yeah. It'd be so awesome. It's like, you're breaking nails, like, trying to get them off of your frag. Or, but like I could just or using use like a, a paring thing. knife or something. Yeah, you like could, super dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> I would cut myself because that's the type of person I am. But yeah. well, so they have like the the hooked ones. Um, there's some that are like scraper tools, so it's kind of hooked, but it, it flattens out in the middle part of it. And talk about like taking your your frag plug and scraping off those snail bodies off of there, even like eggs, you know, everything. You can almost because ceramic is you know easily uh, malleable i guess if you want to say but i can you know break some of that ceramic or scrape some actual ceramic off sure if i'm digging out ceramic i know i'm getting the pest off of my plugs and or off of around my corals yeah exactly i've got a huge hammer colony that needs to get fragged and I, I know the the skeleton is covered in bermuda so i'm gonna i'm ordering that so yeah. that i can scrape as many off as I can. As long as you're not scraping flesh, I mean, you can just detail all of the gunk out of those types yep. of hammers and whatnot. Solid. So yeah, I forget who posted that one, but thank you because that's gonna help me. Dental tools. I think uh, his comment, uh, in the thread of comments on that one was, he was at like a, a fair or like a flea market or something and came across them. But uh, you just type in, in your little Google search, you know, dental tools, and you could probably get a whole kit for, again, super cheap. Yep. Uh, these next ones, uh, you've seen them before in the hobby, but 
Uh, and I don't. I think some people might carry them this big, but I've I haven't seen them. Ben, uh, it's right here, Phil. This next one, extra large stainless steel tongs. It's made for mechanic work, like repairing transmissions. But Those we were nice. talking like you know 12, 13, 14 inches, and you might even be able to like plasti dip the tips of them or put some kind of plastic or something around the tip of them so that way you know you can grip a little better. But it's stainless steel, so as long as you're rinsing them off after every use, uh, we have so I have some around the office that are you know maybe six inches long or, or what have you. Sure. And when I'm digging in the 60 gallon cube and I'm trying to not get my <laughs> el my armpit wet and I've got to go you know you know 12 more or you know, six more inches on the tongs would be night and day. Ah, I love those. I like things. that one. Good one. All right. All right. So uh, this one's. Uh, pretty obvious if you've been in the hobby for a while. Uh, bear as a coral dip. Yeah. Uh, I had to I, use it. I, well, we've used it on like the the 160 frags when we first yep. got those. Yep. And, yep. Uh, like Coral RX is still my go-to and and what most of us around here will use. But if you're in a pinch and you have a hardware store around, you can usually <laughs> find it. And I think it's the complete it really well. complete insecticide is the bare one. Yeah, I think they did change the name of yeah. it or the label a little. But, but. acroating flatworms, solid. Uh, there's a, a right tool for the right job. And for me, acroating flatworms, bare was the right tool. Uh, the only thing is, you know, make sure you wear gloves and eye protection. That's insecticide. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you're working with chemicals. <laughs> I mean, with all coral dips. But that one's not made for the hobby. It's yep. made to kill insects, uh, all varieties. So mm, just be really careful. Yep, do your research before you <laughs> use it. Uh, next one for me, this one's really cool. This one, uh, this one, I, I think everybody should go grab one of these. This is really cool. Uh, it's this next one here, Phil. So Alex says, an electric coffee stirrer. He says he uses one of these electric coffee frother mixers to mix up coral food. So huh. imagine you, you know, how many times have, have you dumped like dry reef chili or uh, reef roids or anything into water? You're trying to mix it all up and you can't get that dry powder to mix? Drop one of these like $2 little drink mixers, kick, on the, uh, kick it on, it runs off battery, and pff, instant coral shake. I like that one a That's lot. That's a really good idea. Alex, solid choice, man. I like it. All right, uh, so we were talking about smart outlets before. Um, I actually like the ones that don't run on Wi-Fi that have the little remote uh, oh. because my mixing station is one room over in my utility room yeah, yeah, and my yeah. tank is in the family room in the basement. So as I'm filling up the tank, I've got you know the hose clamped to the tank and then I've got the remote and then as soon as it's filled, just hit the off button and yeah. the pump stops. Oh. So and it's and it's guaranteed connection because it's not going through Wi-Fi and all that other stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and there's no delay because there's no over the internet or yeah. anything like that. So uh, I think I was looking for something like that. I think it was probably before. I don't know how long those things have been out, but a buddy was telling me because I used to have my mixing station um, down in the basement, and I plumbed the I plumbed the tubing. I had a big mag, mag drive pump. And I sit in my salt mixing bin and I ran the tubing into the kitchen, up through the wall and through the floor, into the kitchen, underneath the sink, so that when I opened my kitchen uh, underneath my sink, I had a little spout 
and the, everything was plugged, and I ran the power up to the power cord up to the kitchen also. So I'd get my bucket ready, and then I'd plug the thing in. And somebody was telling me, he's like, oh, you know, you can get uh, an extension cord that on one end has a little push button. So when you're ready to go, you just push the button. Yeah, they make them for like Christmas tree lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And I, I couldn't find one for the life of me. This would have been a heck of a lot easier just to have it in my pocket so I didn't have to go get my thing all lined up <laughs> and then reach over the counter and go and try to stick it in while I have the bucket just perched precariously on there. Yep. That one came from uh, Alex, our moderator, didn't it? Or did that come from I, you? He shared the same thing. Oh, I don't remember. I didn't Great write minds. down names. Great Sorry. minds think alike. <laughs> uh, all right, next one for me. Um, this is one of the first aha ones that caught me this morning in the thread. Uh, it was from Angela, and Angela says she uses these hair clips for organizing cables, clipping tubes to the bowls to, for, when, for drip acclimating, put the clip on a bag of food to make sure it stays closed. Like these are universal clips. Biggest thing for me was for sure the uh, cable management. Like yep. even Velcro, it gets a little cumbersome over time. That's what I was gonna say. Even Velcro's, it can be hard to work with. Way better than zip ties because if you ever have to undo oh. it, you can. Yeah, yeah, you'll but, never. But this would be really But a little easy. pinchy, pinchy hair tie where you just unpinch it, get your one cord out, grab them all up and pinch it back on over the cords. Super easy. She got a sticker from that one, I think. Did oh, she nice. message you? She didn't. I told. I tagged her. I tagged you and said, "She goes. Do I get a sticker?" Uh, like, yeah. Tag. Uh, <laughs> talk to Adam. I've got. I've got him. <laughs> uh, so yes, Angela. Uh, hair clips. I think that one for me. That was one of the most aha for me that I got today. But I got a few more. What do you got? Cool. Uh, next one I've got is a Dremel. Uh, so I use like a, the oh, yeah, cheap yeah, yeah, twenty dollar yeah. one from Menards with the cutting wheel. Yeah. Uh, for for fragging thicker like LPS skeletons. Uh, works really well, um, super cheap. I also saw in the, uh, the QQ1 video uh, that we did oh, yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's meant for rimless tanks, but on the, some smaller tanks, like 10 gallons, 20 gallons, you, know those you can cut yeah, the the, plastic the, trim. that little piece of the trim to yep. make that skimmer work. So, you know, it's and it's just nice to have around the house too. Especially get a cheap one that you're not using for like all kinds. Of, I have a you know just the the standard like Dremel brand, but I use it for all kinds of stuff. Yep. Um, picking up a, a cheapo that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad if it breaks, and I'll just buy another one just for reefing stuff. Ah, oh, that's solid. Actually, that reminds me of uh, Ryan was trying to he wanted to come up with a way to frag uh, inside the tank. And so we practiced on the 160. Now we thought about the Dremel, and the idea came from the Dremel tool. And you've got that long, you know, <laughs> adapter that you can run the tool. We thought about putting that in there, but that's all metal, you know, that's all stuff we don't want to deal with. What we went and found on, uh, I think it was like Alibaba or Amazon or something, we found a uh, dental, air-powered dental drill that we submerge in the water and we run in this like super high-powered air pump through it. And we're like, all right, we're gonna frag some corals. And as soon as we turn that thing on, so many air bubbles you can't even see where the coral is that you're trying <laughs> to cut. Did not work, but it was worth uh, it was worth getting in and trying. I like the theory at least. Yeah, <laughs> Dremel works. Why not find a Dremel underwater? Uh, this next one, I, a lot of you probably see it, especially if you're transporting or or uh, you know, slinging frags. But these, you can get a bunch of these for super cheap. 
Richie has up here on the screen, Phil. Richie has, nice. he calls them pee cups. They're urine, urine specimen cups. Uh, I think I ordered, back when I was flipping frags and whatnot, I think I ordered um, like 100 or 200 of these for maybe 40, 50 bucks. And the best coral frag transports. When people get their frags not in a plastic, you know, Petco bag or a little flimsy bag or whatever, and you get a full pee cup out of it, uh, and then you can reuse them and then tr trade them around, swap them around. Solid. Solid. Nice I like pee cups. All Urine right. specimen cups. Uh, so my next one, we already covered this, so we'll gloss over it, but I had Magnetic Stir on my main list because uh, I think it's a pretty big game changer for the way that I test. And if it's easy, you're more likely to do it. So yeah. it's definitely up there for me. Magnetic Stir. Oh, so the, this one always kind of gets me. I, I, I get it for the Red Sea ones. Um, because you can actually keep it stirring while you drip. That's the big thing, uh, yeah. Instead of drip, shake, drip, shake, drip, shake, or the, now I use that, I actually use the titrator. Uh, Ryan kind of holds it in his hand and drips and shakes like this and drips. Um, but to, to have it on a little stir and, all right, on, drip, drip, drip. And a lot of those stirs are backlit too, yep. or lit from underneath. Super easy yeah. to tell. Well, easier to tell the color change, and and especially for like magnesium, where there's like three different steps to the test. Yeah, it's just so nice. You have your powdered scoop, dump it in. You Button. can set a timer right away while it's while it's stirring. Mm. Just super easy. The real key, the real uh, winner is a magnetic magnetic stirrer that has a built-in timer, so I can go. That, if it says shake for two minutes, I can go. Two minutes, push the button, and it stirs for two minutes. And that it would shuts be awesome. Off. I'm, sure make it, that. I'm sure it exists. Somebody make that for the <laughs> aquarium industry. Well, these are non-reefing reefing tools, but you know what I mean. All right, uh, next one up for me. Um, this one is really funny. Uh, bring this up, uh, Phil. Everybody knows what this is. These candies, Ferrero Rocher, Rocher, Rocher chocolates. However you say it. Um, they come in a plastic box, as you can see here. And Daniel says, those plastic chocolate boxes, you could float them on top of the water and take top-down photos and videos for the reef. You can just set the phone right in it and let it float. It, like, it does look phone-sized. That size. is genius. <laughs> That's genius. Good job. It's, I mean, one, you got to enjoy the chocolate. But two, uh, it takes those Instagram pics. There you go. Solid. Great one, Daniel. All right. Uh, the, so this next one, I didn't see on the list, but I thought it was pretty cool, and um, we've done it here in the past, is fly fishing hooks. Oh, this is a really good one. Yeah, so you, they're like super tiny if you've never tiny. never seen them. Uh, you just take a little wire cutter, cut the barb off of them, and if you have a fish that you just can't catch with a regular fish trap, you can put some bait on there and they will go after it. Yes, you can. And it seems cruel, but it doesn't hurt them. There's no, no barb. It's super easy to get the hook off, and it's actually less stressful than some fish traps. What fish was in, is in your tank that we did that to? So uh, there's a Royal Grama in my tank that Wait, that was big. caught. And I think the Harlequin Tusk that in was here, in the 160. We caught him that we way. We caught him that way yeah. too. Yeah. Well, like, so, I mean, and you, you really do, you're fishing in your reef tank. Um, but you can go to uh, like Cabela's or a fly store. Uh, some Sometimes they have barbless hooks. Uh, I fly fish on my own, so I've seen a couple of them. But you can get barbless ones. But if you get one with a barb, so uh, 
there's the pointy tip of the hook, and then there's this little piece of metal, the barb, that comes backwards. So it's for fishing when you get it in the fish's mouth so it, it stays, you know, pinned, I guess. Um, uh, you can actually, you can trim that off with a little pair of like metal snippers. Yep. Uh, you can also like take a, a flat edged pair of pliers and bend it down. Um, best thing to do is just take it off so that way there's no sharp point that doesn't actually like catch them. But pee, take a big chunk of mysis shrimp yeah, or, exactly. you know, or something like that and you hook it on there, you know, and you broadcast feed the tank and you drop your little line in there with the thing. And you might have to catch a couple fish you didn't intend to catch to get to the one that you want. But eventually, uh, you can catch your, the fish that you want. I think Especially if you have clowns. They're, they're all over it. You, ca <laughs> you catch your clowns about three times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Chad, uh, Chad, actually, I watched Chad do this on the, on the 160 before. It was impressive. In, almost like that, he's like, oh, I got him. We were working on out. it for like three hours, and then Chad comes in and is just like, Whoop. Fishing hook. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Next one for me is, oh, this is really cool. So if you have an, an all-in-one tank, you have a hard time uh, emptying those back chambers. And I know you know when you get the, uh, the python siphon and once it gets to the bottom, you're still left with like three inches of water or what have you. Greg showed us this one. He says uh, he's been using it for about seven, uh, the past seven years. And basically it's just like a siphon with a pump on the top but it, it's such a small diameter hose that you're left with barely anything, if anything at all, because you can, right when you get to the bottom of the th of the, the all-in-one chamber, just keep pumping and you'll pump most of that water out of there. But this is another game changer. And the, the length on the tube that goes in the all-in-one fits almost all all-in-ones out, chambers out there. That's perfect. You can get all the way to the bottom. Solid, solid advice, Greg. Cool. What do you got? All right, this is the last one on my last top 10 list. You. So this one I did see in the Facebook group, but I first heard about it. Uh, I think uh, Richard Ross mentioned it on a podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, a pair of chopsticks and a rubber band. So basically what you do is the, usually it works best for SPS, like branching corals. Yeah. Uh, but you, you put the rubber band around the chopsticks, uh -huh. kind of clip the chopsticks on to the coral that you're fragging, okay. and then you cut it off so that that piece doesn't fall into the rock work or doesn't fall uh, somewhere where you can't reach it. So it's attached to the chopsticks once you cut it off. Uh, so you just grab the chopsticks and boom, done. Somebody made the, um, somebody made the same comment um, in, the, um, in the post that I posted this morning. Mm -hmm. And they said uh, a clothespin or like a wooden clothespin or something. Oh, that, to would, where, that would work even easier. Where you put the clothes, a wooden clothespin on the coral, same thing, you cut it, and then he says, it, 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 because it's buoyant and wood, it floats up and you can just grab it off of the top up there. Yeah, same, same, same principle. Same principle. No way, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna share one more before we get to your guys' comments, and it just happens to be here because Josh uses it. Call it a putty knife, call it a scraping tool, call it whatever. It's stainless steel. They are not, uh, they're, not or they're not expensive at all. Stainless steel putty knife. Uh, it's got some flex to it, but he uses this, especially with like bare bottom. Uh, bare bottoms or, you know, in pesky algae and stuff. But Josh uses this little scraper, this stainless steel scraper tool. One, because it's stainless steel through, through and throughout. It's, it's like a solid piece. So, you know, rinse it off and it's not going to rust, you know, forever. 
but he can get it in between the glass and the Monty caps. So the, the Monty's, and, well not caps, but the Monoporo that grows on the bottom of the 160, it's coming up the front edge of the glass. He can just kind of get this tool between the glass and the cap, get it down there and just pop an instant frag. Nice. And you can kind of do that the whole way around. Uh, good thing is because it's you know stainless steel, when you get to, say you like you wanted to do some Zoas or you get some of those encrusters, all you have to do is kind of push down and push and it cuts it and then you can kind of you know shape your way around like a fragging tool. So good for scraping and but really good for scraping stuff, uh, core line off the bottom, breaking frags and things like that. It's an instant fragger and unlike plastic, uh, it stays sharp and uh, unlike other metals other than stainless steel, doesn't rust if you keep rinsing it off with RODI yep, water. Just rinse it. This is a solid tool. Put it in your toolkit, uh, especially bare bottom and people with money or with caps that encrust. Uh, what do we got here in the we'll comments, Adam? Can you read that far? I cannot read that far. <laughs> uh, window screen netting, it looks like, is the first one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that is basically something that, that came from uh, from a different industry. I mean, we all use them on our homes. We just kind of change out the actual netting. The actual and, netting for, for plastic. Yeah, boom. Good one, Dev. That is a good uh, one. Next one is Solo Cups. Okay, I could see that for Solo. doing some dipping of if you just got one or two corals. You could take a, you could pop holes in it. Like if, mm, I guess, you know, I've done it before to, well, Solo Cups and you know, those ketchup, little ketchup condiment cups. Oh, those where souffle you, cups. Yeah, where you you know make a an X cut through the bottom and then take your frag plug and pull it down through into the cup. So now you've got this little cup that's you, it floats when you you know when it's bobbing around. It'll mm -hmm. fill up with water. I'm I've seen them used all over the place, um, and actually I think I've seen them in frag bags where you put the coral through that condiment cup and then it goes in the bag ups, uh, upside down. Yeah, I've gotten you. a few WWC corals shipped that way just to protect them, especially yeah. if they're like branching SPS. Especially to prote for the protection, yep. exactly. Uh, oh, here's uh, Chad says, Randy, use a PVC pipe on the filter wrench for leverage. There you go, cheater yeah, bar. cheater bar, Chad. <laughs> Chad Vossen, there you, uh, the guy who was catching the fish for the 160. Yeah. He's in here. Uh, what else you got there? A track system on the ceiling for lights, so you can slide the lights you have uh, hanging exactly where you want to. Yeah, the the Kessel, uh, I forget the model. They had those T three sixty five track or lighting, yeah. and that would be pretty cool. So yeah, so you use the standard like home track lighting and kind of put that bar up there, dead center on your tank. Yeah. Dang, I bet you could adapt that. Uh, what, pop a couple more up on here, Phil. Water uh, reef and and straws. Water bottle and straws to make a makeshift bristle worm catcher. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Good one. Uh, Dramedy ozone rubber pads for pump vibration. Okay. Uh, throw Especially a, external pumps. Yeah, exactly. What else you got? 10 mil micro pipe pipette. The lab RODI squeeze bottle for a fine. Oh, that's actually a really good one. Um, Mr. Berlin Method says the 10 mil micro pipe pet. Um, we got ours for 70 bucks, and you can get the um, 
the tips. Uh, this is what the one I, the one I'm thinking about is that pr the push button pipette that you can uh, change the measurements. So just one mil, three mils, ten mils. But as long as the but the plunger only goes so far, it's an accurate measurement of ten, five, whatever mils you set it to. And the big long plastic tips are uh, you can get a like a, a case of them, a hundred, okay. and so you constantly have a fresh tip on them. Uh, the one that we bought for the reflare for the labs was like seventy bucks, um, but well worth it when it talks to like measuring uh, and all of the testing that we do for the for the labs in the back. Um, but the other one that he said mentioned there, what was uh, oh those RODI squeeze bottles? So I don't know if you you guys have seen like what is it in like boxing. Maybe I think I've seen it before, where it's like a yep. bottle that has this little spout that comes out like this, and you squeeze it, and it just shoots water out. Uh, really good because it has that fine tip on it. Really good for you know cuvettes, rinsing out cuvettes with like some pressure, uh, rinsing out testing vials, anything with RODI water that you want to rinse out. You can stick that little spout in there and give it a squeeze. Yeah, solid. Any any test tubes for sure. Uh, what else we got? A uh, plastic tub with small uh, refugium inside. Keeps the auto top off from overflowing on the floor if it gets stuck uh, on. Oh, okay. So you're taking a plastic tub and sticking your refugium in there. Hmm. I can see where that works. All right, one more. We'll let you, uh, we got one more good one here. Phil's got it. It's his first time running the live stream, but he's doing great. Uh, Drama D says soap dish from the 99 cent store. Cheap little frag rack. Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess there are some soap dishes that uh, one you could either like drill little holes in uh, for like a little frag rack, or he's talking about the mag like magnetic soap dish if they have those. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, find some soap dishes at the ma at the dollar store. Uh, Guys, if you need some more of these tips, there's 200, like we said, there's 200 some comments on the Ask BRS TV Facebook group page. Do Adam a favor and go over there and sign up or sign into the Facebook page if you're not into it. I'm sure he'll love you for it because he's always trying to get more numbers, more people in there. <laughs> um, but next week, Ryan is back. I'm sure we'll have some kind of crazy topic to talk about next Thursday. In the meantime, uh, Thanks for joining us. Hey, go back and read all these comments. Add some more in the comments after this video. Uh, help your fellow reefing buddies out with some cool ideas. If you come up with something new, throw in the comments below. We'll see you guys next week.